This is the Harden Bite-Sized Bulletin, all the latest from in the galaxy for those of us that are stuck out there in the rest of it. In deep space, a lonely lake on drifts through the void, outbound communications offline, fuel running out, jump engines out of action, and a pilot in a ten-gallon hat busy hammering at the console with a giant spanner. He pauses every now and again to take a swig of sake, then resumes the hammering, occasionally pausing to turn the air blue with colourful punctuation. No words, just the punctuation. After one particularly glancing blow, a light flickers on and a voice can be heard. Our mics are live. If the air turned blue before, it's gone positively purple now. Good evening, truckers everywhere, especially those of you getting down to the business of fixing everything. I'm Rudolf Hucker, and this is Hutton Orbital Live. We aren't blessed by dick chafing this evening, but we do have a Harry Ballsack resting on the edge of the desks. Good evening, yes, I'm just hanging out. Of course, I've got Norma Snockers in the corner of my eye, unfettered from her CGs, but still ready for anything. I can't tell if you're being rude. Are you two being rude again? Certainly not. Um, and now, the headlines. Galactic Playpen Initiative gets seed funding. Horton sticks two fingers up at Sarg. Momus Bog Spaniel Detachment Dispatched. Atris has something to cheer about. The latest from the Shouty Man and his Norma S. Hotfix. And Hutton Space is full of loose knockers. And finally, Hacks Wing Fighters celebrate a good week. The latest round of funding has been secured for what is colloquially known as the Galactic Playpen Initiative. A series of previously undiscovered planets and systems have been earmarked by the Pilots' Federation as a creche for newly minted and recently licensed pilots. Resembling a giant galactic ball pit full of planets, green and blue balls, moons, they're the beige and grey ones, and of course suns, fluorescent reds, yellows and oranges, these systems have been seeded with missions certainly most suitable for side-wider shenanigans and pilots who haven't discovered the murky depths of void opal mining and instant riches. It's complete with soggy chips trodden into the floor, overpriced coffee in disposable cups, and of course, a few of those older kids who beat everyone up and then go running to mummy when they get a bloody nose. Hand in hand with the daycare centre, 
the Pilots' Federation are introducing the latest in preventative measures for the Shoop of Lame, a known cause of mods, giving ships an emergency auto handbrake in case pilots doze off of the stick en route to Hutton, a station anti-sack toast rack fast track pack for undocking those pesky spoilage type 10s. Clever technicians at the various manufacturers have managed to downsize existing onboard computer equipment, switch the microwave for a PicoWave, and swap all the zero-G baths for a handheld sonic shower in all ships, allowing for the installation of a handy piece of software that removes some of the oh-no-second incidents from the average pilot's day. Their nanotechnology solution has managed to squeeze in an extra few oh-no-second slots in the smaller ships with a single oh bugger being freed up in the larger buses. All in all, this initiative is intended to bring space to the masses, making up for the tens of thousands lost to the depredations of Tharg the Mighty and the further tens of thousands who have buggered off into deep space and left the rest of us in deep bio-waste. These new pilots are being issued with a space standard L-plate, big flashing lights stating keep clear, danger of death, and of course, a license that instantly bans them from the ball pit once they hit 12 years old or 120 centimeters in height, whichever is sooner. Release date for these updates is understood to be at the end of this month, and the second-hand market for uber-engineered PVP death machines is expected to burst with a glut hitting the market as the galaxy's most self-proclaimed notorious pilots that no one has ever heard of trade their club with a nail in it for a nerf gun and inflatable hammer and head for the ball pit with a snarl on their face. Anything you can do, we can do better. Or at least the opposite of it, says Pilots Federation Anti-Thargoid Coalition. Harder to find than a copy of the 1972 single Stuttering Bum, how appropriate, by Jehoshaphat and Jones, CMM composites have been the only real hurdle in sticking that sticky plaster, or band-aid for the Merkin people, across the bubble. The event hasn't gone without incident, and there are rumours that certain pilots have been causing more damage than they fix. More on this later. Mormus Bog Spaniel Zero-G Security Detail booked for ACM. Not to be confused with funking adorable Earth-standard Spaniel puppies, these four-legged main machines are highly trained black collars in the ancient art of sniffing out a bag, biting the arse out of flight suits of miscreants and sniffing their way to hidden caches of stolen sausages. If they weren't stolen before, they sure are about to be. Box spaniels can be differentiated from puppies by virtue of having short legs, slightly smaller stature and a large eye-paw to body ratio compared with adult dogs. In fact, to the untrained eye, a criminal being savaged by this security team may very well look like a swarm of cute as a button bundles of fluff, just happy to see them. You wouldn't want to put it to the test though. Of course, with any highly trained canine companion, there is a warning. Do not approach without the appropriate permission from their angler. Never attempt to offer one of them food, especially after midnight, and of course, don't get them wet. 
We look forward to ECM this year, being the most secure, contraband-free and, of course, eye-pleasing event so far. Belly rubs will be charged at the usual rate. Good evening, trackers! Atrus5060 reporting in with the latest intel on the Thargoids and their continued campaign of wreaking havoc across the bubble. I've also got updates on the repair efforts going on in the central bubble. It's been a mixed week for humanity. On one hand, all of last week's targets have not entered incursion but are still infested, oh dear, meaning no new damage stations and AX combat zones. On the other hand, HIP8830 lost another station due to ongoing incursions. Are the Thargoids feeling merciful? Or perhaps seeing the might of the truckers and Operation IDA, or is that Ida, at repairing stations that they're now re-evaluating their strategy. Boffins at Cannon are not sure, but they are certainly glad that we don't have any more incursions to worry about. However, this does not mean we have the week off from those menacing bugs. Eagle Eye is reporting six new infestations in HIP 12605, Halku, GC 58, HIP 17298, GD 140, and OU oh, and just to remind you, truckers, the other six systems from last week that are still infested are Rimbutas, Agonippi, Ross1057, Demoth, LTT617, and Brib. As for incursions, there are still many incursions ongoing that need lifting. But I'm happy to report that the incursions in LP73432 and Orlin, he's a lovely fella, have been lifted. Great work to all those who drove the Thargoids out of these systems. And following this stream of good news, Operation IDA, or is that Ida? And his allies have been hard at work repairing stations in the bubble in record time. Operation IDA, or maybe Ida, and its allies repaired Mattingly Dock in Padius, yay! And Jet Market in HIP 23395. And I think there's a few more, but I've forgotten them. Anyway, let's not forget the amazing work by you truckers in repairing Bethke Ring in Wirrapana, Furukawa Port in 61 Virgins, and along with Operation Thingy, I'm not saying it again, Diamond Station in HIP 23395. At this rate, we'll rebuild the bubble in no time. Thanks to all the truckers who helped in this effort, and keep up the good work. Hacks Command will announce priority targets this week. As I said before, keep up the good work, truckers. For the mug! 
fast fixing truckers fly far to fix failing stations fallen to Sargoid threat. Operation Hotfix have been fast fixing stations this week, delivering a staggering 3.2 million units of cargo to stations in need of repair, that's around 20,000 units an hour since the start. The 86 truckers who have so far answered the call to fix 10 stations in 10 days have made astounding progress fixing four of their targets and have another three closing in. Certainly the new water purifiers are removing the thargy taste from their mouths. A communication from Poindexter Holding, quite ineptly and most certainly boringly, states simply, Stop throwing stations to our ships at our station. The area has been fully crash tested and we can certify that the plant is indeed solid and not made of cheese. Plans for a Type 9 pancake stairway to Henry from Poindexter have been put on hold since the pancaking has calmed in the last few days. The owners of Henry are concerned that the amount of scraped paint on the toast rack is becoming a problem and dockers have been dispatched to scrape off the giant paintberg that is obviously the reason commanders are exploding in the slot and nothing at all to do with speeding on and boasting. Of course, we can only count the wonderful truckers running the Hutton Helper, and there has been much work done behind the scenes by Operation Ida, who along with many other factions, we thank you all, fixed the station so fast I could still taste my morning McStiffy. So, ten stations in ten days, four down, four down six to go. But we need you to keep trucking, and keep trucking hard. We have had one casualty, Resident Doc fell to the anti-Alvin as Doc Breath set the station back on fire and everyone had to be evacuated. The Xbox station drill has been added to the in the hope that we can at least tick that one off as well as hope and hopefully not set any more stations on fire. So far we have ten commanders in the luxury of the 100k club enjoying the best that Hutton Orbital Rest bars have to offer. And many have taken advantage of Hawes in the CG's duration, and two exclusive commanders, Silk Curacy and Draxor in the 200k club, where we keep the good gin. The CG will run till one minute before Tuesday UTC, so if you haven't, get trucking, if you are, keep trucking, and let's fix the rest of these stations for the mug. Thank you, Norma. Well, hello, truckers, and good evening. This is an exciting time for all of you who find this kind of time exciting. Our recent expansion into Hill Pass behind us brought a great deal of discussion in the political office, and despite the potential for calling the system Hill Street Hussies, it was decided that we don't want to be there, and we're just going to ignore it. So, if anyone's noticed that there's a war going on, forget about it, Pretend it never happened. Apart from that, everything's pretty stable. A few systems need nudging down a little as they're drifted over 60%, but mostly we're booming and happy. So why the excitement? Well, it is all about expansion. Not the silly one that we don't want, but the one that just happened and gave us a new home for our lovely 
PS4 crew, or Hot Piss as I like to call them, in the spangly new system of AVIC. A new group of truckers learning about spreading the word of Alvin, and a new system for doing it in. And almost as exciting, another expansion could be on the cards. One that has been worked on behind the scenes for many months. Yes, fellow truckers, it's all hands to Luton 145-141. Unless you're repairing stations, or on distant worlds, or in hot piss, or fighting off Thargoid. Well, you get the idea. Over in Colonia, we have no exciting expansions to talk about, I'm afraid, so it's much simpler. Missions and bounties to be run in Eel Procore Centauri and Tyr, and data drops in Doriso. If in doubt, give Hanky a shout. Now, as they moved my lovely Norma Snockers, it's time to take a look at Folco Tuck. Incoming message from Hackscom. Hackswing, we need to wrap up the defense of Operation Hotfix and HIP-24046 as quickly as possible and then move on to defend Ujeminorm. That system has a population of nearly 8 billion and four large orbitals are at risk. HIP-24046 still has a marginal Thargoid presence in the conflict zones. Let's hit Tharg hard with a knockout punch and be done with it. Ujeminorum is an infested system, so we'll be back to hunting non-human signal sources. Remember, NHSS threats 3 and 4 are scouts only. Higher threats could be large numbers of scouts, interceptors, or a mix of both. Scout hunting doesn't require any unlocked equipment, but I do recommend AX multi-cannon turrets. They are highly effective at eradicating bugs. Be wary of Tharg this week, commanders. He seems to be changing tactics, so anything could happen. Fight hard, and save humanity for the mug. And Haxcom message. Defend the mug. Not an orbital radio. To our listener. Yes, you. Hello. Okay. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. It's flashing. And the community goes. Because they haven't been able to deliver the restraining order to Hutton, because even at 0.21 light years, it's still a long way. We're going to do Flossie again. Her bit, that is. With, with her answers to your questions. So, let's start with this question from Robert M. How do I remove the adverts on my ship's covas advertising hot single Thargoids in my area? I recommend that you turn your cookies off when browsing the wrong kind of gal sites on Galnet. You're a very naughty boy and someone's been watching you. Also, turn that holocam off. No one wants to see that. It's not big and it's not clever. And from Simon W. How many crashed ships count as an adequate crash test? Always one more than you actually have. An inattentive Colin F. asks, Space mollusks, 
Best fried or oven baked? I think I've covered this one before. Raw, with ooching chilli paste and a little squeeze of lemon. Going for the jugular, Mark A says, How many times did Draxor forget her cargo and or buy the wrong cargo today? Follow-up question, should we be contacting the Guinness Book of Records? That particular book went out of fashion centuries ago. I think you'll find it's a little gin book of records now. Draxor is already in it, but for delivery duties of mugs around nearby systems. A lot of them. Now, stop being mean. Simon Bad Boy W croaks. Are the hazardous substances I'm inhaling every time I enter a system in my Type 9 damaging my health? Yes. Winard S continues. Is my Type 9 in love with the dropout screen? It keeps trying to mate with it, jiggling around until it comes and drops. As I said to Robert M before, if you keep waggling it like that, you'll be in big trouble. Now turn the hollow cam off before I call the police. A worried Adam T inquires, does anyone know what the long-term effects of dragon brew actually are? Since the blindness and incontinence, I'm beginning to become concerned. I believe those are signs of early onset mods and nothing to do with dragon brew. I recommend that you change from a dimpled glass to a nice hot and mug and you'll find that you'll return to double vision and regular toilet stops in no time. And don't forget to wash your hands. The persistent Winard S again. What is the best way to get pleasure out of your prayer sticks? Inhaling. One Mr. Winjin P asked a set of very difficult questions that are far too long to repeat here, but he wants to know whether you had the answers. I believe pandemonium and the word post were the ones that caught my eye, but you would have had to have been there to understand. Unfortunately, the truckers who were there didn't, and that's why they didn't get any smarties. From a Mr. Buck N. Rumours are that Buck Naked has been captured by Thargoids and is being used as a stud. Apparently all his exploits, aka children, got back to those bugs and they're trying to figure out how to multiply their numbers while keeping Buck's proliferation in check. But is this true? Or is he stuck on the edge of a black hole's event horizon? What have you done with Buck? I recommend a retro vasectomy in a hurry. The Fragrant Fletch asks, why does drinking three pints of Centuri Megagin turn your wee green? That would be the Asparagus Botanicals. I extensively tested the Centauri Megagin and the colour changing properties are quite disconcerting. But I can confirm that there were no lasting side effects after the shock wore off. And finally tonight, from Commander Bobby B. To eat the cake or not? The cake is a lie. That's all from me this week. We hope that you found it helpful, and if not, that you've learned some important lessons. You know, the more we answer these, the more I realise I'm surrounded by absolute beginners. Commander Evenstar here. 
If you're calling about ship canopy glazing, I've got some. If you're calling about missold cutter insurance, I don't have one. And if you're my mum, I don't know where the remote is. Galnet News Digest, 11th of April, 33.05. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, training wheels for sidewinders. New in the outfitting department. A printed manual. Taking the initiative. The invisible black hole. Training wheels for sidewinders. The Pilots' Federation has announced that it intends to set aside a cluster of star systems for the exclusive use of apprentice commanders. These systems will be permit-locked against all other commanders and will feature easy missions, reduced rebuy costs and complete freedom from attention from other more experienced commanders. The Pilots' Federation is in the process of selecting a suitable set of systems for this scheme which it hopes will bring a whole new slew of so-called alt-commanders into the galaxy. One suitable area might be the entire Call 70 sector, which is currently only used by Tharg the Mighty's battle fleet. Although the only dockable stations in that sector are run by Thargoids, there is a good trade in Thargoid sensors and occupied escape pods, ideal for budding commanders to learn the ropes. And there are plenty of playful Thargoid scouts ready for a friendly sparring match with new harmless commanders. Tharg can't wait. New in the outfitting department. The Pilots' Federation has announced a range of new modules aimed at simplifying those everyday tasks for the busy pilot. The new Advanced Docking module will not only be able to play the Blue Danube Waltz, it will also allow commanders to automatically launch their ship and exit through the mail slot without any manual input, thus freeing the commander up to make some coffee, go for a comfort break or feed the co-pilot, safe in the knowledge that ship AI is 100% reliable. In fact, non-pilots Federation pilots have had access to the launch computer for years. It's a testament to the total efficacy of the computer that you never ever see belugas stuck in the mail slot or standing like tombstones over the end of their landing pad on a planetary outpost, and you never see ships stuck on the edge of landing pad 3 at Hutton Orbital. But that's not all. Assuming you've survived your experience with the launch computer, you will now be able to fly through a system on autopilot. The new Super Cruise Assist module will fly you safely and efficiently to your targeted destination, dropping you out to normal space at the optimal time, or putting you into simulated orbit round your targeted body, allowing you to map planets or just do a bit of sightseeing without all that tiresome flying a spaceship. Manual spaceships are so 33rd century. But you ask, 
where will I find space for all these new modules? The Pilots Federation has that covered too. Their new module roof rack will provide two size 1 slots for small ships and one new size 1 slot for medium and large ships. The roof rack will be fitted remotely and retrospectively to all ships, even if they're at Beagle Point or stranded on the edge of the galaxy. Such is the power and reach of the Pilots' Federation. A printed manual. In yet another improvement, the Pilots' Federation will be issuing a new Pilots' Handbook that'll be accessible inside your cockpit, right in the seat of your ship. Which is just as well, given you can't get out of your seat. Excitingly, the Handbook will contain information about activities you can get up to in the galaxy, which will also pop up on the galaxy map as little icons. No doubt there will be chapters on Speedball, on buckyball racing, and on re-logging to get materials to respawn at Dav's Hope. Taking the initiative. Things are afoot in the galaxy. Things that may well change the course of galactic history. Things that may change depending on what happens before, like cause and effect or history. Just what these things may consist of is shrouded in mystery. But we can all be sure there will be things. And the things shall be called Interstellar Initiatives. And Ashling Duval and Nova Imperium may or may not be an integral part of one of them. Unless it all falls through, like her wedding. The Invisible Black Hole Scientists this week published their best, clearest picture ever of the black hole at the centre of the M87 galaxy. 53 million light-years from our own galaxy. They had been hoping to publish a picture of our own Sagittarius A star, but they were unfortunately unable to get a clear image, because there was an ASP explorer parked in front. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news, so you don't have to. Nobdal paint a horrific picture. Hundreds of people scooping scalding hot coffee into their mouths, blistering fingers and ruining manicures. Males walk bent double after spending minutes at a time bent over a water fountain, and the children are turning blue and purple from the artificial colours contained in the fruit punches that have to be made in the bathtubs of the destitute. It doesn't have to be this way. 
A donation of just 100 tons of scrap will give a family of four one fully functioning mug. But don't take our word for it, Wanda Arbit was a resident at Hutton Orbital. I used to have to get out of bed two days before I needed a drink just to make the 0.22 light year trek for a mug and these were poor quality mugs that would often break on the journey home leaving me with no choice but to scoop my afternoon tea into my mouth with my hands my toothbrush would stick to my sink and my teeth would be on the floor covered in cat fur and rabbit droppings This sorry situation can't continue Please help Hutton create its own mug in just 90 minutes of your time. Just load up with scrap and head over to Hutton and click the big silver donate button on the bulletin board. And you can be proud that you saved people like Wanda from having furry teeth. So please give us all your fucking scrap. Thanks for the warning. But I can read. Space. These guys are going to gank me. Incoming communication. Open a channel. Feeble pilots, you will surrender your craft to us or face destruction. Well, I could, but there's at least one thing my craft does better than yours. Oh yeah? What's that? Break. Now I've got you. One down, one to go. Alert. Is eight pod alarm? A commander requires rescue. Somebody else's problem. Incoming communication. Go on then. Keep them coming. That was my brother, you son of a spacer. And his bounty will be very useful. Look, there's two ways this can go. So how about we call the troops so I can pick up his pod? Um, how about no? Escape pod alarm. A commander requires rescue. Yeah, yeah. They can keep each other company until some other sucker comes through. One more bounty in the bank. Good. Updating Elite Federation of Pilots record. Your combat rating has increased to below average. <laughs> well, don't let my official record fool you. Congratulations, Commander Thane. Find out more information about Escape Velocity at laveradio.com or slash Escape Velocity. You can back Chris in his Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Radio Theatre Workshop. Well, howdy there, partner. My name's Buck, and I'm a trader. People ask me, Mr. Naked, just what do you trade in? Well... I'll trade anything to earn me more credits, but what old Buck Naked trades in is his very own space cow. Y'all know it as the Lake On Spaceways Type 9. She may turn slow and lumber along, but she's got plenty of room in her belly to store your load. And when I take her to Hutton Orbital, you can be sure that Buck Naked will be relaxing in his cockpit counting the credits those poor saps will pay me for delivering hundreds of tons of goods they need. So if you want to get rich, pick yourself up a Lacon Spaceways Type 9, the Space Cow, for your utter delight.
drunkard If you can turn the profit Then you're out of love It's for the mother that we fly all over the space Point to two lightnings crossed at a hell of a base Just turn the wheel and keep that smile on your face Maybe someday soon you'll be a top trucker Well done, Commander. Now, if any of you people 
get your name read out today and you haven't already got a Hutton decal or decal or sticker, email I took part at HuttonOrbital.com and we'll sort you out. Hutton Top Trucker, not brought to you by anything to do with Nacon Space Race. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Everybody's buggered off now, so why don't you bugger off too?